Black's Journal, day two, July 18th, 2022, Crown Chakra Day. Um, as I start my day, uh, this is the beginning of my Crown Chakra Day. So today is all about oneness with the universe, um, the respect for the connection to the divine and how in a way that is to be worn as a crown, which is, you know, coincidentally where your crown chakra is located on the top of your head. Um, that's where all the divine messages, light codes, you know, solar energy, everything, it enters through the top of your head. So as I start my day, um, I notice how, you know, just through watching my YouTube videos that I watch, uh, whether it be Ralph Smart, Dr. Hagen's, um, even Spirit Science, um, with patch. <laughs> There's a few different uh, methods of, you know, I guess videos that come across me. Um, I don't necessarily look for what to watch. It's when it comes across uh, my feed, you know, I'm subscribed to these different channels. Sometimes I'm not subscribed, but the algorithm does what it does and it sends what it thinks I want to see to me. And at times it's not wrong, you know? So sometimes I can tell it's just the algorithm at work, but other times I know when it's spirit at work. I know when it's the divine at work. I know when, you know, I'm there's a there's another energy to the reason why I'm being shown what I'm shown. So that's when I'll take a look at whatever comes across and I'll watch it all the way through. Sometimes when things don't really resonate, I don't watch it all the way through. You know? Um because I'm forcing myself, but when I'm being pulled into it, it's a totally different feeling. That's how, you know, I know when the divine is communicating with me, it's a pull, it's a feeling of a pull. It's not me exerting myself out, it's being poured in. Um, the best way that I could describe this is uh, there was a time when I was on a art museum binge, <laughs> the Philadelphia Art Museum in particular, and it there was a there was a security guard who you know I guess he noticed me wandering around and the art museum. When you think of that crowd, you know you're either there with your parents if you're young, you're either there as an art student, or you're you know, this is if you're black, right? <laughs> you're either there's an art student or, you know, you're just one of those weirdos like I am who just like to go to art museums and just wander around, you know, just as an artist. That's something that artists find inspiration through is through being around art, the same as writers who, you know, uh, if you want to write, or if you want to, if you're just an avid reader, there's some, there's a different, uh, there's a different feeling, there's a different energy in the library 
where it feels like all the knowledge is trying to just pour in through you, you know? And those are the times when I know I've written, you know, my best stuff when I've gotten into that flow was when I was at the library, you know? So these different settings are what gives us the different feelings, you know, um, for whatever we want to bring to life. But, um, yeah, that was, I don't know what tangent that was, but yeah, pretty much what I was explaining is how at this art museum, I, uh, was approached by a security officer and I guess he noticed me, you know, energy speaks, you know, sometimes it brings people to you because they feel like they have something within them that you could take value in. So they'll share it. And what he shared with me was an artist by the name of Henry O'Tanner. And he said, go to this floor and look at the Annunciation. And that's just all he said. He explained, you know, the history behind Henry O'Tanner and how, you know, he was the son of a slave master and, uh, uh, you know, the house slave, the house mother, um, pretty much, and how she... Uh, she forced the slave master um, to, uh, yeah, I don't like those terms, but the captured, <laughs> uh, whatever, director, the captured, the director of the captured, I just put it that way. But um, yeah, she directed him, she forced him to teach him to paint the same way that we weren't allowed to read and we weren't allowed to write, we weren't allowed to create art, we weren't allowed to paint. Anything that could spark emotion or anything that does, I guess, strengthen a connection to the divine, they severed that for us. They didn't allow us to foster that connection in any way. You know, if they caught us doing it, we'd get whipped, right? Or our family split apart. Or even worse, kill. That's if it was that drastic, because, you know, treating us like property, they don't want to kill us. But yeah, so she forced him to do it because it's like, I don't care what you say, that's your son. So you're a painter, you paint, you know how to paint, you're going to teach him how to paint. So he teaches him how to paint. There's no way... Well, he doesn't teach him, but he sends him to France to learn how to paint. Because there's no way in America, right, where that's just, it doesn't have a place. France was a little more lenient, even though it was still the same, right? Um, yeah, so he learns how to paint in France. I forget the name of the school. But even though he's, he's black, he's not respected as an artist, even though he's creating these amazing works of art. So his works of art, more particular, the Annunciation, was one that was created, but everyone was in awe. Everyone was, you know, in awe, right? If you look at the Annunciation, you would see why, right? And he wasn't allowed to have it displayed on the walls of any museum in France or the school where he learned just because he was black and they didn't want they didn't want to seem outdone I guess they didn't want to respect 
the art just because who created the art they didn't want to respect it so they it was shipped back to the united states right and now it's crazy it's like france wants it back just because it was created in france they come to the museum and they try to buy it but it's worth tens of millions of dollars now like 80 million dollars if i'm not mistaken So this is just a story just behind Henry O'Tanner. That's what the security guard told me, and I'll never forget it because it spoke to me. It was deep. You know, people, they channel from the divine, and they don't even know that's what they're doing, but (laughs) it was needed. It was for me. It still stuck with me verbatim. I I still remember the story, and I'll never forget it. But more importantly, the reason why I won't forget it is because when I finally seen that painting in person, it captivated me and I was stuck watching it for at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes just sitting in one spot it was like it had me in a meditative state just watching it and observing every every piece every inch of that painting right even the crackle just observing, just observing, observing, observing. And what I noticed, because I've seen other renditions of the Annunciation. And when I say the Annunciation, I'm talking about the Annunciation of Christ, right? The, the scene where Gabriel comes down and he, he approaches Mary and tells Mary that she's going to be with child. And she's like, well, how can I be with child when no man has touched me? And it will be so. That scene. There's so many renditions. There's so many artists who have done this scene. And in the museum, they have them. More in particular, more in particular there's one by a, a Spanish artist. I forget his name because, honestly, it doesn't stand out to me. It doesn't. I forget his name. But, yeah, it's a really big one. And it has this, you know, this, this Greek... Uh, art feel to it, right? Where they got Gabriel there and his wings and then they got all the cherubs above and then they got, you know, Mary sitting there at her desk, right? And then a whole bunch of other stuff. But everything looks whitewashed and, and you know, it's just, it's, it, it felt like it was being pushed on to me. And that's what I'm, that's basically what I'm, uh, the point that I'm trying to get across is when you feel that divine inspiration, when you have that connection with the divine, it is not a feeling of force. It's not a feeling of push. It's more of a pull. When I was watch, looking at the Henry O. Tanner Annunciation, I was being pulled into the painting. That's why I had no choice but to sit there for so long, just admiring it, meditating on it. The fact that the angel, Gabriel, the way that he painted it, it wasn't a man. It wasn't a, anyone with a nationality. It was a beam of light. Do you hear what I'm saying? It was a beam of light. That's it. And then they had Mary. She was sitting on her bed looking at the beam of light with a worried look on her face. But not worry, more of like a that feeling that you get when you understand 
when you're on your spiritual journey and you know that the truth is the truth and there's so much that you're going to have to do because of this truth. There's so much you're going to have to let go because of this truth. There's so much that you're that's going to be required of you because now you know this truth. So that feeling, he depicted that perfectly in his painting on her face. That understanding coming across her face while watching this beam of light, which is relaying this message. And the way that these messages are relayed, it's a beam of light, right? We get these light codes. We understand divine inspiration, divine, you know, so who knows if it was specifically someone speaking to her. That's just the story, right? We're just talking about the story. I'm using it as an example, metaphorically. None of this, you know, for those of you who understand, is definitely not... uh not taking this verbatim like to heart like this is what happened in history like no it's just what we've been given and 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 there's so many lessons within the story because it's all we have to go on to explain this spiritual event in time right so the fact that it was a beam of light meant so much to me just because you know, growing up Muslim, we learn angels are made out of, out of light, you know? So just the fact that that, and then being a light worker and understanding what a light worker and a light warrior, we're light beings, we're light bodies, we, we get our, our instructions from light. We get, you know, it's just, we shine light, we foster light, we are light. So in a way, we are angels. It's, it's, it gets so deep when you want to get metaphysical with it, you know? When we understand why we're here and what we're here to do and why it's so important to raise our vibrations so we can reach that level. Because <laughs> it's so important because of the areas that we're in. But yeah, so just getting back to the difference between Henry O'Tanner and this Spanish, you know, the Spanish Annunciation, it was pushing its narrative on to me, trying to change chemicals in my brain, trying to persuade something, trying to convince me of something. Art isn't meant to do that. Art is meant to be the truth. Henry O. Tanner's pulled, it was pulling at me. It was pulling at me, bringing me in to the painting, not pushing onto me. So I, I judge anything, that energy, anything. That's how I know when the divine is speaking to me is because that same feeling of the pull versus the push. The push is violent. The push is, it doesn't feel good. The pull is, I know because I know and I know. Right? When truth comes, it's, it's so merciful and graceful. And it lays you down. It lays you down 
on a comfortable bed and it lets you know it's okay. You now know this truth which may shake your world. It may change everything for you, but it's okay. And once you walk in this truth intentionally, you feel so strong. You feel new. You feel a new layer of armor, a new layer of strength, a new layer of individual authentic power about yourself. And that brings me to this crown chakra, right? The crown, kings wear crowns. The more we connect to our divine, the more that we, through visualization, understanding, intention, and knowing that crown becomes more visible on our heads because our crown chakra is being strengthened and our connection to the divine when it's respected and when it's honored, it's that crown becomes a little bit more visible for others to see. And as long as you focus on your internal, as long as you focus on your internal growth, when you focus on your authenticity, when you focus on your soul, when you focus on your work, when you focus on who you are, when you focus on what you know about yourself and what you have to do because of who you are and what you know, when you focus on that and that alone, the world bows to your feet and it forms around you because of the king that you are, the queen that you are, the royalty that you are. Because you treat yourself as royal. You don't debase yourself by running after external power. External power meaning control what you can do to manipulate and control the world around you to give you the life that you feel you deserve, right? That's all based in ego and arrogance, condescension. So yeah, that was uh, my morning. So as I go about my day, I might see you guys later.